This is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard. This episode is presented by Berger, a unique family-owned company offering the highest quality essential oils, aromatic chemicals, and fragrance materials. Hi, my name is Dr. Luc Mas. I'm the co-founder of Kaibe. And for me, it's a matter of biodiversity. There are no coincidences in life. I'm a firm believer the universe presents the right challenges, opportunities, and people. We just need to be open to receiving them when they show up. I'm Kelly Kovac, founder of Beauty Matter. There's a new generation of brands shifting the corporate paradigm, focusing on the triple bottom line, profit, people, and the planet, proving that business can be used as a force for good. Passion, vision, and intellectual curiosity are the fuel for these change makers. The word Kaibe means, hello, how are you? Are you well? In Kasal, the spoken language of the baobab harvesting communities in Ghana. The Kaibe brand was born out of the love of a tree and a Google search that brought a naturopathic doctor, a botanist humanitarian, and a curator together. Dr. Luke Moss is the doctor of naturopathy in the trio. He fell in love with baobab while researching plant-based medicines in Africa. His passion turned into a mission and a brand that gives voice to wild plants, seeing them as powerful catalysts for improving health and beauty, advancing social good, and preserving biodiversity. So we have with us Dr. Luke Moss. I have to say that your wife and co-founder Barbara writes a very compelling email. The passion of the story was palpable when I opened it. My inbox is flooded with new concepts and brands on a daily basis. But when I read the email from her, it came in sort of late at night. And I was like, First of all, she's a fantastic writer. It was really beautifully written. (laughs) But I was like, oh my God, I have to reach out immediately. This is a really cool concept. And I have been totally obsessed with it ever since. I even made one of Emma's killer baobab margaritas last night when I was preparing for our conversation today. So I'm all in. Awesome. So I would love to lay the groundwork for our conversation um, by talking about the founding team, which is des- which was described to me um, as a Santa Barbara-based doctor, botanist, humanitarian, curator combo. Um, of nature lovers who have been working with plants for 30 plus years, which is quite a combination. Can you share your background and how you all came together to found Kaibe? Uh, my background is naturopathic medicine. I've been in the field. I grew up in a family in Belgium with natural medicine, natural healthcare. It was just, that's just how I grew up. Um, I studied naturopathic medicine. I've been in practice now for 30 years here in Santa Barbara. And um, I've always been very passionate about nature, animals, plants, and uh, to be able to practice in a field where I can apply the the healing benefits of medicinal plants for my patients has been very rewarding. Um, And uh, for some reason, I mean, I fell in love with this giant tree that happened to grow in Africa. I've been traveling the world. I've been very fortunate to be able to learn about the traditional uses of plants in different regions in the world. But for some reason, about eight, nine years ago, this giant tree that grows in the sub-Saharan Africa 
called my name, the, the baobab tree. And um, uh, the more I studied about this tree, the more I uh, wanted to visit the regions where these trees grow and meet the people and how they've been using the, the, the fruit of the tree for their health and beauty throughout uh, centuries. And uh, But I had no connections in Africa. And um, uh, having tried to connect with many people, I finally connected with a botanist, humanitarian, through Google of all things, and he happened to live only five minutes from my house. Uh, his name's Tom Cole. He's a very experienced uh, uh, individual, works throughout Africa most of the most of the time working with refugees and uh, in post-conflict regions. And a botanist himself, he was very familiar with the tree. And when we connected here in Santa Barbara, his eyes lit up and we had an instant connection. The tree just opened the door to a whole new world, um, not only to its health benefits, but also to its potential to make a positive impact uh, for the communities where these trees grow uh, and also make a positive impact on the environment. Uh, we feel that uh, we can make a difference by uh, adding economic value to this tree. And now we've teamed up with communities. We've developed a supply chain in northern Ghana uh, about eight years ago. And together with Tom's expertise in community development and agriculture and my expertise in medicinal plants, we've teamed up and uh, established Kaibe. Can you explain sort of the first time you saw the tree? Because clearly it's kind of stirred something up with you because you built an entire business around it. Correct. Every time I visit the communities in northern Ghana and the trees appear over the horizon, they, they give it the chills. Uh, and this drought, just when I see them, they're just magical. They're giants that have managed to survive in these arid in this arid environment where agriculture is very challenging. And these trees are truly majestic. And uh, uh, a crop that has uh, been undervalued, that grows among these communities, is now making a, uh, an amazing difference. But these trees really are very impressive to be among. In watching the documentary, it was it's so interesting because the tree is really sort of the center of the community in so many ways. Um, and it, there's sort of this reverence for it that is really quite beautiful. Yes, it is. It's uh, at every center of every community, you have a baobab tree. And it serves as a place for communities to have their gatherings. It serves as a also a um, in some places where there's uh, no access to wells, for example. The tree is hollow. It actually is a, in the rainy season, fills up with water. And for some of these communities, is actually a source of water. The trees are so big, they're communities in themselves. And uh, for many different uh, animals and bees and bats. And um, so it benefits these communities in many different ways. And I love the story of um, there was sort of an older man in the documentary who there was a, a sort of a, it almost looked like a ribbon tied around the tree. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And he what did he said that the, the tree spoke to that to him and basically wanted to be dressed? <laughs> yes. I mean, that that just shows you how much they respect the tree. Yeah. They feel the tree is like a human being. And uh, I feel that respect and that passion to preserve the tree has uh, created um, for us a, a great team. Uh, we have we, here we have community members that are committed to, to 
to saving the tree, to preserving the tree and working together with Kaibei where our goal is the same thing. And that's how we've fostered a great relationship around the tree. So there are two sides to your business. One is you're selling the sort of the raw ingredient itself. And the other is sort of the wellness product brand um, called Kaibei. Can we talk a little about the nuts and bolts of the supply chain? Because I can't imagine that was easy to figure out. These are these areas are quite remote. So I can only imagine what it, what it required to get all of this going. And I'm also interested in the impact to the community because I know it's quite profound. Um, and I think it's very interesting in sub-Saharan Africa, you, you're quite progressive when it comes to compensation for men and women, even more so than in the United States. Yes, we are. Uh, in fact, 85% of, of our uh, community's members are women, and um, I uh, am very excited about that. But um, so when we started eight, nine years ago, we, we traveled to this remote region where there was no harvest for the tree. Uh, it grows in abundance, and uh, through Tom's experience and through communicating with and creating a relationship with local uh, elders, uh, we were studying the opportunity um, to develop an opportunity for trade. Uh, we started with uh, when that was clear and when scalability was uh, also evaluated and we were able to we realized that we can make the impact that we want to make. We were able to move forward. Uh, we became organically certified, which was an amazing challenge that took over a year of work. Um, to certify and ensure that the tree is harvested in an ethical, sustainable way without damaging the trees, without over-harvesting. We are very committed to doing it correctly, and that's why I have Tom on board, because that's his expertise. Um, we built a small processing center. Um, we engaged uh, people, handlers, processors, and as we evolved over the years, we... Um, uh, we're able to grow our processing center and include more and more communities and more and more community members. And our impact has grown over the years. Um, now we have a processing center where we harvest every year from between November and March and uh, during the dry season, which is a time where there's no agriculture taking place. So it's a wonderful that we can uh, promote, promote uh, support livelihoods during a time of the year where there is none. And, um, through trial and error, we've created a very high-quality product um, and use uh, every, everything we can use of the fruit. Nothing goes to waste. So, yes, we started with an, a, a supply chain for the ingredients, and we decided to start that way because um, it allows us to meet the promise to the communities that we'll come back for a harvest, but also the impact that we want to make through buying uh, a specific volume that's been increasing over the years, we've been able to increasingly support uh, the communities. And at the same time, I mean, as a naturopath, um, I mean, what, what motivated me about the baobab initially, and now about a lot of wild plants that are out there, is that the baobab can has multi-uses. When you use it as the powder, it has prebiotic, high antioxidant benefits. The benefits of, of the fruit is, 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 uh, addresses many needs that we have here. So yes, we started as an ingredient and also as a small company in order to gain visibility in, 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 uh, in such a big industry, the natural products industry. Um, 
uh, it was um, a way for us to start and, and introduce Kaibe, introduce Baobab and our concept. And amazing companies such as Patagonia Provisions, for example, Nature's Path Organic, all companies who are leading in uh, adopting more sustainable practices in their, in their offerings, um, uh, loved what we're doing. And I feel very proud that we were able to um, supply Baobab to these companies who are now able, who have more marketing power, are able to share the benefits of Baobab. In the meanwhile, I mean, as a naturopath, as I mentioned, I um, have always addressed the concern of what people ingest and what people use topically. Um, yes, we're using organic foods and, and we're eating better, um, and that has all its uh, health benefits, but, but I saw people still using skincare products with um, ingredients that were not beneficial. Um, and as a naturopath, I was very motivated to capture the benefits of these wild plants inside and outside, nourishing the microbiome and the gut and the skin, uh, which we can address as we uh, uh, cover this a bit more. But yes, we started with ingredient to ensure we make the impact on the communities. And at the same time, it gives us the opportunity to gain visibility and develop the products that I wanted to develop for our retail line. Well, I was listening to another podcast that you you did, and there the the impact that you're having in these communities. You know, a lot of people talk about sort of impact and working with communities, but you are literally on the ground, um, and it is your operation. Um, and there is you have a very special person running your operation um, in Africa, don't you? It's kind of yes, a really nice story, and it's a, a nice, it's a beautiful story. But I think it, it really is. speaks to it speaks to the impact that you're having in these communities. Yes, I mean, initially when we when we traveled to Ghana, we connected with uh, Sule, a young man uh, with a beautiful family who um, really understood from the beginning what our goals were, what we wanted to do, and um, we decided to over the year, actually start his company. And he speaks English, he speaks Hausa, Kusao, uh, an incre incredible uh, individual motivated to build his own business and saw the opportunity. Now we were able to even support him to get his MBA. I'm very proud to say that. Um, he's become the true businessman. And uh, But he is responsible now to manage the processing center. He ensures pro, the, the, the relationships with the communities. So I am, in that sense, I'm, we're extremely lucky to have such a, uh, an amazing individual on the ground. Uh, recently, we traveled to Ghana at the beginning of this year and, and did our first um, impact assessment. And uh, that's what Tom is, uh, Tom's, through Tom's experience, we're able to assess that uh, Baobab, after now eight, nine years of working with uh, communities, uh, that Baobab is the largest source of income uh, for all the communities that we work with, um, uh, beyond agriculture, beyond um, uh, shea butter in that specific region. So shea butter is harvested more in, in, the, in the rainy season, Baobab's harvested in the dry season. But uh, Baobab overall is the highest source of income. And that was extremely rewarding for me to, to learn. Well, I mean, it's, it's incredibly impressive. I just realized that we skipped over the whole name Kaibe, which is so amazing. So can you tell us um, how you came to name the company um, that and what it means? 
Well, um, it brings me back to the first day when I drove up uh, to communities. The ladies were all lined up along the entrance to their village, and they were yelling, Kaibe, Kaibe, Kaibe! And it was so energized, so, for me, it's so the enthusiasm um, of welcoming us to their community. Kaibe means bonjour, comment allez-vous, uh, how are you, shalom. Uh, so it's 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 a it's a, a welcoming uh, question asking are you well welcome um, and uh, for me Kaibe uh, connects me back to the source where it all started. Yeah, I can't believe we should have started with that. Instead, we end up in the middle, but we got it covered. That's so okay. that's the most that's important right. thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, for us, that even our packaging has meaning. So everything, it, we've gone into great detail to really um, convey what we're all about. So I know the journey started with um, Baobab, but you've also expanded sort of the idea of Lost Crops, which is also the name of the, the documentary you did. You've ex expanded the concept to seaweed mamas in Zanzibar and the kakai tree in the, in, in the Amazon. Can you share a little bit about these ingredients and communities? And is it the vision of the brand to sort of continue to sort of um, find these lost crops and communities that you can impact? Correct. In the Baobab, in a very magic way, opened the door to a world where we came to the realization that it's important to preserve uh, these wild plants, to preserve biodiversity, and recognizing that these plants not only have amazing healing benefits, not only have amazing benefits for skin, health, but also very important to the communities that live among these trees and uh, their uh, need to be preserved. So I love studying. I'm a very curious individual. I'm always learning how I can best help my patients and and it's translated now into making these quality products. Um, and I came across the cacai uh, tree in, uh, in Colombia. It's a tree that was being lost to deforestation. And um, I connected with um, a group in Colombia, cacai, Alberto Jaramillo, uh, who is very much the same way aligned with our mission, wanting to support local farmers with a tree that grows in a bun or we used to be in abundance, and uh, that he is supporting to bring back. And um, so we traveled to Colombia, which was another great adventure, and uh, connected with um, local farmers and see how we can potentially help as well. So, so yes, we've, we captured uh, the benefits of cacao in, in our face oil. And then uh, the seaweed, um, Tom actually um, spent some time in Zanzibar uh, at the beginning of his career, and um, and instead now studying seaweed as well, because seaweed is a very important um, to the environment. And when it came across the fact that the seaweed mamas um, have these seaweed plots off the coast of Zanzibar, originally uh, the seaweed was um, supplied to the Carrageenan industry. This industry had since then moved away from that region and left um, the, the only source of income for the local seaweed mamas was seaweed harvesting. So we figured we would like to make a difference. Can we make a difference and how can we do that? So we traveled to Zanzibar and um, while that's the smaller part of Kaibe, it is slowly growing as we start to integrate the seaweed more in our products. Um, in the same way, we now are 
Uh, our goal is to support these ladies in the same way we're doing in Ghana and have on the ground relationships to positively impact their livelihoods uh, with an ingredient that grows right outside their door. And um, so, yes. And now, actually, uh, recently I traveled to back when I was back in Ghana recently, I'm looking for another tree um, that is getting lost, Alan Blakia, um, which produces a beautiful butter. Um, and I continue to research. I, I love studying plants and I say, how can I, you know, what are the healing benefits and is there a potential to integrate them and how can I benefit these communities? That's kind of what I'm all about. I think it's amazing. I think, you know, I think the other interesting thing is, you know, in in the times that we live in now, we talk about a lot of scarcity and and sort of natural resources disappearing. But in fact, some of these ingredients that you're working with are actually available in abundance. They're just not being used. Correct. I mean, I feel they're, they grow in abundance in regions where poverty is widespread. In that sense, they're lost. Uh, now, the communities who work in a, on the baobab, they realize, wow, this fruit that is growing above my head can make a difference for me during a time where I can't have a harvest. And um, so, yes, these lost crops uh, grow all over the world. Um, we just need to go and find them. They're there and they're important to preserve the environment and preserving them ultimately will also uh, affect climate change and so on. I want to take a minute and talk about Berger a unique family-owned company offering the highest quality essential oils, aromatic chemicals, and fragrance materials. Sensory-enhancing solutions for the world's most respected brands. Berger's Uncommon Inventory is a single resource from mainstream ingredients to the esoteric raw materials that provide your creative spark. Over 300 essential oils and more than 2,500 aromatics. Their global network of producers ensure uninterrupted supply even in unpredictable markets. They source materials from trusted producers and screen meticulously throughout their supply chain for purity in all ingredients. Berger focuses on sustainable and environmentally sensitive solutions that deliver total customer support. To learn more, visit bergerinc.com. That's B-E-R-J-E-I-N-C.com. So let's talk a little bit about the the Kaibe, the brand itself. I think it's really interesting because the brand is positioned as a wellness brand. So it bridges sort of traditional beauty products and functional foods and beverages. Correct. You launched the brand in 2011. So you were way ahead of the trend in sort of thinking about the product architecture and positioning, um, because it's definitely in tune where, with where the industry is heading, I think, sort of the beauty and wellness industry, and definitely how consumers are approaching wellness. Um, can you share a little bit about why why this vision was important, um, this sort of bridging um, what is potentially very different categories, and then also the the premise of rewilding, which is sort of the, the foundation of the entire product range. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, Kaibi has evolved into a company that is all about preserving biodiversity. We're learning that we're losing biodiversity, us as humans, uh, we're losing biodiversity in the microbiome and the gut and the skin. 
And that leaves us vulnerable to the challenges, increasing challenges in the environment, uh, pollution, UV radiation, and so on. So living the, the modern life, the urbanized lifestyle has disconnected us from nature. And what Kaibe is doing is going back to nature, back to the wild, where research is showing that tribes show greater biodiversity in the guts and greater biodiversity in the microbiome in the skin. So we've gone back to uh, visit uh, these, these uh, hunter-gatherer type communities. And for example, the Hadza tribe in, in Tanzania uh, uses baobab as a big part of their diet. And they have the most biodiverse gut microbiome. Uh, there is no heart disease, there's no cancer, there's no diabetes. So we're, there's a lot to learn from these ancient traditions. And um, so baobab powder is just is a prebiotic fiber. It's high in antioxidants and polyphenols and benefits the gut. Now, research is showing that gut health is actually mirrored in the skin. The skin is sort of like the window into the, I want to say the soul, but it reflects your vitality. And it starts with what you eat, how you feel, how you smile, how your mood is. It's all reflected in your skin. So uh, we believe, as a naturopath, and based on my experience, part of a skincare regimen, there needs to be the ingestible part to be addressed. So yes, the word to rewild is to go back to nature, identify what has um, benefits these local communities and what have and replenish what we've lost living disconnected from nature in this more modern lifestyle. So our skincare products topically um, benefit the skin microbiome uh, in a way to be more microbiome friendly, enhancing the growth of, of healthy organisms, preserving skin pH. So for me, it's not separate, it's one. Uh, I look at the body as an, envir as an environment and in a very same way that we can disrupt and pollute and, and um, uh, sicken our environment and now resulting in climate change, very similar things happening within us. And we feel that we have to address that inner environment with ingestibles and topicals. So the, the powder itself, the baobab powder, it's quite versatile and it has an interesting taste to it. Can you can you explain sort of the versatility and the taste and and the the, the different ways that it can be used? Because that I got with the package that you sent, it's almost like a whole cookbook, which I was so surprised. And there's it's everything from the margarita that that I made <laughs> to jams, and I mean, literally, you can put it in anything. It seems anyway. <laughs> yes, I mean, so baobab is is rich in pectin, so it's 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 a thickener. So you, when you put it in a smoothie, it makes your smoothie nice and fluffy. Um, it has a sweet tart tangy. My wife likes to describe it as a pixie stick meets a sweet tart, which I'm, I'm not familiar with. I grew up in Belgium. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, children in, in Ghana eat it as candy. And uh, they get the little uh, the flocules out of the pod and they just eat it. So it's extremely rich in vitamin C. Uh, it's one of the most antioxidant-rich fruits in the world. And on top of that, the, the, the polyphenol and the, uh, the prebiotic fiber, uh, more and more research is indicating how important it is to have a fiber prebiotic rich uh, diet. So it can be used in smoothies. There's companies that we supply that use it in bars, that use it in uh, cereals, um, candies, just because of the, 
the um, I would say uh, no, not only the therapeutic benefit, but also the the, the, back, the other benefits, the uh, to improve the quality of their the product. So yes, it can and be used in many ways. Yeah, I mean, it is quite versatile. I think um, also you just launched um, a soap, which is one of the most beautiful soaps I think I've ever seen. I don't even want to use it. It's so nice. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> it is like it's a little piece of art. It, uh, it, you know, we're on a podcast, so I'll have to describe it, but it has different layers of um, of colors and the more uh, clear uh layer actually looks like it has some exfoliants in it and it has sort of this beautiful really rustic hand tied rope so it's a very chic soap on a rope um it's really beautiful can you talk about how that sort of came to be because it, it on one hand it seems like a little bit like an outlier product but it totally makes sense as well yeah i mean um i've I've been going back and forth at, at what kind of soap should I create? Should I create a, a natural soap and should I create a Syndet soap because of the different skin uh, applications? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I have a seaweed from the seaweed mamas and we have the leftovers from pressing our oil from uh, the baobab oil. We have the, the seeds that we mill and now use as a, for its, as a scrub. So we're trying to use all the benefits. And um, I wanted to make something that was most natural and appealing. Also, it's a, it's a way, zero waste, minimal packaging, uh, still very appealing to the eye. Yeah, I just wanted to create something that's uh, attractive. It looks good on the web and, um, <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it feels good on the skin. So we developed the, developed the one that has more exfoliating benefits and we've mm-hmm. developed one that's more soothing to the skin. Um, so yeah, um, I just feel it just fits in into our uh, our line of offerings. But it's also right now. Uh, I thought it was just a a nice piece to the puzzle. Yeah, no, I mean it is really beautiful. Um, it Thank is you. is part of your mission um, to be zero waste, and are you always sort of looking at how to use these ingredients in their entirety? Yes. Um, we're doing our best from beginning to, as a startup, we're trying to do our best in all ways to one, maximize the use of, um, all these plants, but also the packaging for us is very important. Uh, in addition to the soap, uh, we're coming out with a dry powder cleanser, um, minimizing the use of water. Um, it's a cleanser that can also be used as a mask, also can be used as a, a, a mild exfoliant for the face. Um, and, uh, we're coming out with a microbiome mist, which is, uh, taking us a lot of research to identify all the right ingredients and combining it with our plants to develop a mist that, uh, balances the, the pH of the skin and fortifies the skin barrier. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's very important for us, the packaging we use, which limits us. I mean, we're trying to stay away from plastic. Uh, we're trying to really stay to true to who we are, as good for nature as possible, and humans. Too. And of course. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so where? What is the distribution strategy? Because this product can really live in so many different outlets. Um, is there one per- particular channel or type of retailer that really sort of? resonates with you or really truly understands what your mission is well we're um 
being a small company and and having big dreams, um, we see right now we're we're working more direct to consumer on the web and Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see places like uh, Detox Market, Credo, um, that um, are sustainable, more sustain, becoming more and more sustainability minded, and, and then grow from there. Um, when mm-hmm. we get the right people on our team, we can take it to much to a much bigger uh, public, and um, Right now, we're still a very scrappy little company that tries to grow, and uh, we're trying to use the, the, the best channels possible. Uh, the other place right now is hospitality. I see, for mm. example, more eco-oriented hotels, wellness hotels, um, where our target market likes to um, go on holiday, and we feel that that is sort of the direction that we're looking in. Yeah, no, that make that makes total sense. Um, and well, I do know that you're on the radar of some pretty important people in the beauty industry um, because I was having a conversation with someone and your brand came up. Um, she used <laughs> to work at Estee Lauder and she's a huge fan of yours. And I was like, I know the brand is amazing. We're going to do something with them. So you've definitely caught the attention of some pretty important people. You, We spoke a little bit about um, the impact report that you've done. But, you know, there are more and more purpose-driven brands being launched. And some of them are grounded in intent. Some of them are grounded in action. And the purpose is sort of very part of the DNA that drives the business. And I think you definitely fall into the the latter um, because the mission is everything for you, it seems. Um, the is the impact report something that you're going to do sort of with some sort of frequency and it seems like you've accomplished a lot over the course of 9 years especially being sort of a self-financed startup correct yes our intent is to adhere to our mission is to continue to support and make the impact that we want to make both at the source and both for our consumer um delivering uh, quality products and make and having full transparency at the impact we're making for for people and the environment so that's that's our intent yes to continue to do our impact assessments for the future i mean at the core is just just trying to do our best to do the right thing um and the word when it comes down to the one word uh, biodiversity is what drives me and i see it all too often that it's affecting our health. And um, I feel that people can adopt um, good health practices and skincare practices with products that also are um, making a difference for the world that they live in. Did you ever think when you were studying to become a doctor that you would be in the beauty industry? Maybe the wellness industry. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, For me, beauty, it's about skin health. And Mm -hmm. it, it... it's it's good to to look beautiful and but beauty comes from feeling good on the inside mentally emotionally and when you feel good on the inside you look good on the outside and uh, it's more of a, a skin health wellness type of uh, look at it and um, uh, you know I I'm did I think I was going to get in the beauty industry no but uh, <laughs> did I dream of taking my passion for getting people better to a bigger public? Yes. I think, you know, one of the things that I found so striking in the documentary is um, 
sort of the the women of Zanzibar and um, and God, they're so beautiful um, mm-hmm. and really yeah. sort of it, it it's sort of that beauty that kind of radiates from the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, they're so happy. They have gorgeous skin. Um, you know, the, the documentary is only about 15 minutes long, but I think I was smiling the entire time. Like they're just so happy. Yeah. It really makes me feel good every single time I watch it. Um, and it, um, you know, now we're have a whole bunch more films coming out. I mean, a whole bunch more, uh, um, filming we did this time, but yes, uh, every time I come, I go back, I can't wait to go back again. It's very, I feel very, very comfortable, um, visiting all these communities and connecting with them and and um and honestly seeing how we can make a, a positive impact and the people are really great to work with um and yes they radiate uh, a total natural beauty and they use a baobab oil they press the seeds themselves they've been using the oil throughout the centuries so it's, they just have been using these natural amazing ingredients and uh, it's 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 evident. Yeah, I mean, I would love to be. I mean, you can just tell they're healthy and happy, and it's really something to aspire to. I guess even just like the the simplicity of it all, I found really compelling. Yeah, I mean, when we talk about simplicity, I mean, we're, I mean, we're our intent with Kai B is not to make uh, 50, 80 products. Our intent is to make effective, a concise regimen. And, and keep it simple. And um, and that's also at the core. Simplicity, uh, benefit to the environment, benefit to communities. We're really trying to do our best to do it right. Um, uh, well, uh, I would say we're the, I would say the Patagonia for health and beauty. That's how <laughs> I would describe it. I think that would be a good summary. I think you're right. Um, and that's a good place to sort of wrap up with kind of one last question. Um, in closing, is there a piece of advice that you could share with other founders sort of looking to build businesses that have social impact? A lot of people have the intent and the desire, but it can be pretty overwhelming on sort of where to start. Yes, and not too many people go to a remote country to the middle of nowhere to pick a fruit and start a whole company. That is the most source-to-shelf type of approach. Um, <laughs> it is, it's definitely one of the most unique um, founder stories I've ever heard. A Google search that led to someone five minutes away about yeah. a tree that yeah. changed your life. <laughs> and, he, and he, when he was little, used to climb them. He used to really? climb baobab trees. I don't know. The world, the universe, I don't want to get too esoteric, but uh, some, some things aligned. Um, the, 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 my recommendation to be sustainable, I mean, uh, it depends, you know, where can you start? I think uh, maybe if you can't go pick a fruit out in Africa to begin with, you can start by looking at packaging or what type of packaging will I put my product in? Um what are the volumes I purchased? Where is it coming from? What is the carbon, um, the carbon uh, effect of the, my purchases and my product development? Um, like for example, right now on our website, we added a uh, EcoCart, which is a, a carbon neutral opportunity for my consumers to do a, a carbon neutral shipping. So we are also very concerned about how we do things on this side. You may not have to go to Africa to start, but you can start here. And there's plants here that 
are sustainably grown, that are organically grown, that are better for the planet. So I think uh, when you start a company is, I would say, look where you can start and do your best. You can start, as I mentioned, start with packaging to look at the ingredients that you are integrating um, into your products. How are they made? Um, for example, another thing that I've done is try to keep the manufacturing all very close to us. So we're in Santa Barbara. So I, I make sure that all my processing, all my handling, uh, my skincare product development is all made close by. Uh, so we have direct access, but we're trying to cut back on, on um, yes, the bow-ups coming from very far, but locally we're trying to keep our footprint as small as we can. So in every, there's many, many ways where you can shape and, and make little, little steps here and there and, and add better practices and, and, and better ingredients without having to travel to the outside of the world, to the other side of the world, sorry. Yeah. Well, it also seems, you know, from the photos um, I've seen of the three of you, the three, the three co-founders, you all also seem to be having a lot of fun doing this. Oh, we're great. You have to meet my wife. She's amazing. Um, I would love to. Uh, while Tom and I are the, the adventurers and want to go out into the wild, my wife uh, has been a, a big driving force uh, to keep us connected, to bring visibility to Kai Bay. And um, uh, she's the networker. She's the connector. And um, uh, it's it's one thing I'm learning, too, is it's it's great to... Like I'm driven by doing good and making great products and I'm the researcher and uh, marketing and getting the message out uh, the right way and, and having their, a great team to do it is, is extremely important. Yeah, I have to I have to say it is, you know, what could have been a very complicated story. Um, you've done such a beautiful job sort of in the branding and the storytelling and the visuals. It's so compelling, and there's just sort of this immediate connection to the purpose, but also the products, because they're not in sort of the traditional um, beauty formula, if you will, or wellness formula. Um, mm -hmm. It really sort of challenges perceptions, which I think is 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 also important. For everyone who's listening, take the time and watch the short documentary called Lost Crops. Dr. Maz, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing the story of Kai Bay and the important work you're doing. Um, we're really excited for it at Beauty Matter, and we're definitely going to follow you because I think that um, you may be a small startup now, but I think there's probably big things in your future. I really appreciate that. Um, yes, we love what we do, and um, we look forward to um, to let, keep you updated on our adventures. Yeah, please do. It's um, it, you. I think you've built something really special. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. For Dr. Luke, it's a matter of biodiversity. Kaibe's work takes the concept of wild crafting or wild harvesting to the next level through the recognition that optimal wellness on the inside and out is found in the wild through the soil, gut, skin, microbiome of interconnected relationships. Dr. Luke and the Kaibe team's mission is twofold to work with local villages to create sustainable livelihoods and promote economic development 
and to bring the health and beauty benefits of these nutrient-rich crops to the U.S. consumers. The lines between beauty, wellness, and health have blurred as consumers are searching for alternative solutions and seek to live healthier, more balanced lives. This search often dovetails with the expectation that businesses need to do their part. To be good corporate citizens, doing right by their people, their communities, and the planet. And all of this needs to be done with complete transparency. Adaptogens, superfoods, collagen, energy elixirs, beauty tonics, beauty supplements, protein powders are just some of the product forms and trends that have emerged from this groundswell of wellness. Kaibe sits at the intersection of health and beauty with products focused on rituals to rewild your microbiome. The beauty world is full of manufactured authenticity, but when you discover a brand that creates an intangible connection, that's real authenticity. What Dr. Luke and the Kaibe team are building is special. Once lost to the world, these underutilized plants have been revalued to protect biodiversity, improve livelihoods of local communities, and deliver health and effective products to consumers. So in the end, it's a matter of biodiversity. I'm Kelly Kovac. See you next time. Hi, my name is Dr. Luc Mas. To me, what matters is biodiversity. Biodiversity is essential to human health, wellness, beauty, and it's essential to the environment. Kaibe is all about supporting health and beauty, preserving biodiversity inside and out with wild plants, lost crops that are important to their environment. It's a Matter Of is a production of Beauty Matter LLC, copyright 2020. You can find more content and insights on beautymatter.com and follow us on social media at Beauty Matter Official. This is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard.